This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely Tuesday out. It's beautiful outside. It really is. Uh, the last two days have been great, which, uh, well, doesn't befit the mood of Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> Not Steeler-wise, that's for sure. Right. It's a little little grim, but at least you got this first-round quarterback to get excited about. Yeah, you got that. Um, the injury news for the Steelers, not great. This will cheer you up. Yeah, this was, yeah if, 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 if you were uh, upset before, well. Right, just wait. Mika Fitzpatrick, Mike Tomlin having his press conference today and talking about some of the injuries. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick dealing with still with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrell Edmonds remains in the concussion protocol, although Tomlin did sound optimistic about him. He okay. said he's in the final stages of the Good. concussion protocol. Uh, they could use him. Yeah, they could definitely use him. Uh, Cam Sutton, dealing with that hamstring injury, reached a point, I guess, in the game where Sutton just couldn't play anymore. Okay. And at that point— He was fighting it and fighting it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm sure Mike Tomlin reached a point and just said, you know what, let's shut it down before you— Really do something to it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, if you were to tear it or something late in that game, especially once the game is out of out yeah. of reach, you know, it wasn't uh, pretty with replacements. I mean, I think Sutton's value is very obvious. Yeah. But. He's, he's yeah. very clearly fighting that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Akella Weatherspoon still dealing with his hamstring injury that for, that's forced him to miss. Or groin. No, it's a hamstring. That's I mean, forced him to miss the last two games. It's only Tuesday. Are we any more optimistic? He's expected or? to at least try to practice. Okay, this week. good. So That's it's it's step forward. trending in the right direction, which is good because Levi Wallace is still in concussion protocol mm. following the Bills game. Okay. Now I did ask Mike Tomlin about the new concussion rules and whether those played any like if there's anything new there that mm-hmm. that would have played into the the factor with the Friar Muth was involved. Friar Muth and, right, right. and Wallace, and he said no, there's nothing new there in terms of that. So okay, okay. Um. But I did notice just across the league, they take you like back, back to the, immediately leaving the field. Immediately leaving yeah. the field, you go into the locker room. I mean, even if you're perfectly fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know. um, Montrevious Adams has a hip injury. Hmm. Larry Ogunjobi dealing with a back issue. I don't like hearing that about Adams. I think he's clearly outplaying Alu Alu at this yeah. point. Yeah. Although the Bucks don't run the football, so you know. no, that's true. You'll be a nickel. <laughs> you're gonna be a nickel. Right, right, yeah. right. Who was the one after Adams? I'm sorry, Ogunjobi. With the yeah, back, yeah. he left the he game. Missed. I think he might be all right. Good. We'll see. Uh, and then the top two tight ends, Fryermuth in the concussion protocol. Is Zach Gentry dealing with a knee injury? I didn't know anything was wrong with Gentry. He I didn't either. He, he finished the game kind of like Minka Fitzpatrick. There, yeah, think, yeah. But, Gotten know. it out. And, yeah. Right. What where that secondary been without Minka? That's uh, kind of the situation I think a lot of teams in the league are right now. For the Steelers, though, everything's concentrated. All the all the corners. <laughs> it's and, all clustered, right, right. you know. That was obviously a problem that, you know, four of your top five defensive backs, the guys that play every snap basically, were out for much of that game, you know, or missed it entirely. Terrible matchup, and it would be again this this week. Right. No matter who plays for them. But, I mean, Brady's going to pick on Millette and Jackson and those guys, no matter who's, who they're against. I mean, that's just the nature of Tom Brady, you know. Right. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, to be a problem too. Well, we'll see where this goes uh, as the week goes on. Um, you know, with the concussions, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be good to get Terrell Evans back. We assume Minka Fitzpatrick's going to play again this week. So at least having your two starting safeties on the back end would, would be a start. Would be a good place to start, and then you'll see. Uh, feel pretty good about Akella Weatherspoon okay. being back this week. 
Um, he missed two games, right? Yeah. Yeah. He okay. missed two games with that hamstring. We'll see if Levi Wallace – that's the thing with, with guys that, who are coming in from outside organizations. You don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what his concussion history is. Oh, right, right, right. This yeah. is Friermuth's third, right? Yeah, Friermuth's had three now. That's a little scary in 20 games or whatever, 22 yeah. career games. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you, though? Oh, I mean, Witherspoon's not a great player, but he's obviously been missed. Um, it's not like the Steelers' shadow, but with Mike Evans coming to town, someone with his dimensions. Somebody which, with his yeah, size, yeah. No doubt about it. Um, any Watt news or KZ news? Oh, KZ's not eligible to come back until after this no, game. No, after this game, right, right, right. And Mike Tomlin was asked about Watt, and he said nothing to report there. Okay. You now, that doesn't fix- mean that they, you know, he couldn't be sandbagging here, and you mm-hmm. they show up for practice on Wednesday, and Watt's on the field, and they activate him. I mean, he just won't possible. talk about a guy that's on the... Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That's then. on IR. And there's no reason to. I mean, he's on IR. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. So, uh, but, but Tomlin's message today was largely, hey, we've... we've We've made our bed here. We got to uh, we got to try to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this this is of our own doing. Uh, there's no what was his tone and you know it's, yeah he's been around the block. He yeah. doesn't get too frazzled, but yeah. Um, you know he's like, look, we've you know this didn't happen to us. We didn't this one and four start didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cha- you know fixing it, it's not going to happen overnight. Every, you know, things have to right, be done. Hundred yeah. percent. So, um, unfortunately, there's some tough games ahead. I don't know if Miami is or not. The more I think about that one, yeah. but um, this is going to be a challenge. But at least you're in your building. The, the one know. good thing about this game, first of all, the 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 Buccaneers have struggled offensively. They have last two weeks have been a little better, but yeah. they're still searching. And at least you're, you know, most of the injuries outside of the two tight ends mm-hmm. are on defense. I would say they're all on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. So right. your offense is pretty healthy. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood. I mean, their offense has been quite healthy this year. I yeah. Mean, I was looking at their offensive linemen have missed like four snaps. Yeah. I mean, the receivers have been around, you know, so that's at least you're hoping that that pays off long-term building some continuity, building some familiarity, getting better on that side of the ball. So we'll see. Um, I will right say though. this about that. Mason Cole's, like yesterday, Mason Cole was in a walking boot. Mm-hmm. Now, he's been struggling with that the last I couple weeks at ankle. Um, you know, he's not 100%, but he's well enough to play. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a big deal this week on the interior. Vita Vea. With Vita Vea. Yeah. And Tomlin did say he he's a guy that we got to get four hands on. <laughs> yeah. On every snap. I mean, he's the modern day nose, kind of a Haloti Nada type, um, an obvious comparison when Jordan Davis came out, you know, that type of guy that can run, he can push the pocket, he can win with quickness, he's unbelievably powerful, he can eat blocks. He's kind of the key to he's their a defense. Yeah, he really is. You know, David and White are really good linebackers, especially David. And he helps them be really good linebackers. Without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, again, yeah. if, you're, if your nose tackle is eating up two blocks, mm-hmm. whether it be a, a rundown or a pass down. Absolutely. You know, you're, again, if you're putting four hands on them. Your linebackers can run to the football. It really helps. Or blitz do or do whatever yeah, you want to yeah, do. Yeah. So, no, they have a good formula there. I mean, they, they do blitz a lot. Um, they, I think, are second or third in the league in sacks. But they're from a multitude of people. They have, like, yeah. six guys that have multiple sacks. You know, so... Um, their What's defense like? is well coached. What's that? What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers do not have that right now. No, that would be nice. They, they have three use... sacks since TJ Watt went out. And the pass rush was one of my most disappointing things. Yeah. Alex guys. Highsmith has two and a half of those. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone they're not knows getting who any, he is yeah, now. They're not right. getting any other pass rush from anybody else. I, I don't know that that's called a failed experiment, but all these big people on the edge. Hasn't helped matters, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Liao played a lot this past week and started and did some stand-up stuff. But correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, when they drafted him, I think he's added weight to be a traditional 3-4 yes. D end. And now you're asking him to do there was a t- at one you know, point, stand-up stuff. At one point Sunday, I, I made note, like, he actually walked over and rushed from the middle of the defense in a stand-up role. I saw that. You yeah. know, it's like, oh. There was know. one other time he was basically playing linebacker. Right. And it was a run play, and he had no idea what to do. And I right. can't blame him one not, bit. Yeah, he's not, not a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? His job so, in that situation is just, you know, find a a gap up the middle and, and rush the passer. Exactly, from, yeah. exactly. I mean, you've seen Watt roam around behind the right. line of scrimmage, stuff like that, and he's not Watt. You know, I mean, so I'm not giving them a hard time for that strategy, especially against the, the Browns and the Patriots. I right. fully condoned it, you know, putting Cam or Warmly or Liao on the edge. And it's not a ring endorsement for Reed, who I think they think is a part-time player. But you're asking him to do things he was kind of good at, and now he's got more weight and trying to do it at the NFL level. Yeah. Like, that, that's a big ask. He's made some plays, and he had a couple yeah. of batted passes yep, on yep, yep. Uh, on Sunday. He's getting a lot of experience. He's getting a lot of experience, I think, which will pay dividends down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you About know, three picks are all playing a lot, right? Yeah, but I think there are some you know young growing pains. I mean, there was yeah. you know particularly uh, there was one rush that he had against the Jets where he took the inside route and and gave uh, Wilson the yeah. escape route to the to the to the Absolutely. left, and and Wilson hurt him with his legs. I mean. You know, you, you know, these are learning yeah. parts of the learning process. I wouldn't here. say he was super disciplined at A&M either because you know, yeah. he was a five-star recruit and a lot of defensive linemen don't really have to learn the nuances of pass rushing until they get to this to the league. I'm going to whip this guy and I'm going to chase down a, you know, a, a, an SEC quarterback. It's not the same here. You know, I mean, pass rush lanes are a lot more important and the offense knows that as well. You know, they, they, they play tricks on you, of course. Um, D-line questions are meant to kind of tie in with the uh, injury report. Any chance Loudermilk gets a hat? I mean, is he in the doghouse, or is it just they don't have a lot of he mi- He missed some time at the end of training camp. Yeah. I think that hurt him. Um, they did uh, – he, he's still – you know, they're, they're playing Liao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of won too many. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, they're carrying seven. Who are you, who are you – Putting him ahead of right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have to figure out on game day. None of the defensive linemen. Would you keep seven active on game day to keep the rotation going better, or sit a Lulu maybe? I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, if Ogan Joby plays this week mm-hmm. or not. Um, you know, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think he did anything wrong. I mean, I'm still a Loudermilk fan and think he has a bright yeah. future. They just have seven. That's, yeah, and, and you know, they don't typically keep seven active on game day. Lastly, on D line, there's no way Cam's 100 percent either. Is there? I mean, he's had so many ailments, and I thought he played a lot better this past week. But I got to think there's something. Well, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, they all have stuff. He's dealing with they, a, an ankle and elbow injury, right, right. From it's the last game, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it, it gets more and more difficult. Teams know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's of course. But, um, so more is needed from that group. Especially from a pass rush perspective, somebody's got to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I'm just not sure where it comes from. I mean, with the secondary being as banged up as it is, blitzing probably isn't the best idea. Um, I've really dug into the Bucks in the last 24 hours. Brady is the quickest ball out of hand guy in the league, and not because he's throwing everything short. I mean, he's just a remarkable processor. He's a supercomputer, um, so he's very difficult to sack no matter what. Do you just play soft zones and, you know, especially if your defensive backfield is 
incapable of playing. You man. can't you can't play man and get beat over the top like they did last right. week. That too just, many big plays. That doesn't that doesn't do anybody any good. You have to make them matriculate the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. And you know Tampa Bay's offensive line is not. It's not great. Yeah, it's I a mean, work if, in progress. To be kind. Yeah. So you know there's some some spots there where you can potentially get home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I would I would be. I, mean, I think batting passes again is something they're pretty yeah. good at. I mean, the balls will come out quick. Disturb some throwing lanes, um, but no. I mean, but it's, it's not like you know you you say Brady's getting the ball quickly. It's two point four seconds mm-hmm. this year. Um, and was it like two point two five? Yeah, you can get there in two point four seconds. Oh, you can. That doesn't mean he's unsackable or yeah. anything like that. And there's plenty that are much longer than that. I mean, longer developing plays as they go to drive the ball down the field. They're throwing a ton. I mean, he's thrown 52 passes in each of the last two games. Um, but they're not doing it great. I mean, he only has one, one uh, game this year that he has multiple touchdowns. Uh, they had some, a lot of red zone problems in this past game, too. So they're not quite clicking. Yeah, It's been a little better the last two weeks than the first three, but they're not quite clicking. If you look at his uh, intended uh, average intended air yards, mm-hmm. this is from uh, Next Gen Stats. That's how far he's letting the ball fly down. He's at 7.4. Which is tucked in between Davis Mills and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's low. It's low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you actually, if you look at the Steelers, um, <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, everybody's talking about well, they're not taking enough chances. Yeah, I bet Pickett is. Trubisky was fourth, nine point nine yards intended really? air yards. Uh-huh. Uh, Pickett, uh, Pickett is farther down the list than that. He's at uh, he's at eight point six. Mm, okay, so. Uh, I knew he was very high after his first half of play. Yeah, you know. he had thirteen throws, and one of them was a you know a chuck. One was a hail mary. A hail mary. Right, right, he had the pass to Claypool that was a long one. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus Buffalo, too, yeah. the game was not going to give you the long one. No, you know with the big league. Jameis Winston's at eleven point four. Yeah, eleven point four. Mariota's second, ten point three. Wow, but it's not a lot of opportunities, probably. <laughs> yeah. But they're run, run, chuck it. Run, and then run, third is it. Mac Jones. Really? Okay. It's surprising, too. He was actually pretty high last year. They had a lot more explosive plays than I thought yeah. when I studied them last year. Yeah, Trubisky's be- tucked in Mac between Jones Mac Jones and Lamar Jackson. Wow. A lot of turnovers, though, for Mac Jones and Winston at the top of that list. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a, to me, that's kind of a credit to Trubisky. Is, okay, he was trying some stuff down the field. Wasn't throwing interceptions. Wasn't as bashful as people think. That, no. You know, I mean, he was letting it go deep. Although some of those throws, like there was, you know, like I remember the one, uh, it was a throw to uh, – to Pickens, I believe in the first game or maybe the second game of the season, he's one on one down the field and he just throws it out of bounds. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I wasn't going to put that in a situation where it could be a pick. Well, give your guy a shot. We've seen this guy already now mm-hmm. make some, you know, contested catches here, including the one that he had on Sunday against the Bills, where it was just a 50, Pickens you're talking about? Yeah, just oh, a, right, right, a 50 50 ball where he just kind of reaches up and this is the, the better player. Yeah. yeah, just give me that. Give me that rebound. And strong hands. And very strong hands. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows I love my stats, but some of these can get skewed a little, a little especially bit. early, early in the season. Year, yeah. You know, okay, you chucked it deep, but it wasn't even catchable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you just kind of padded your stats there a little bit, but you didn't do anything good. Yeah. And, and so. same with, the, you know, obviously a Hail Mary, too. They wash themselves out throughout the year, but if you have a small sample size, it can skew things. Yeah. One next-gen stat that I did find here that was, well— not good. Yeah. Uh, it was the uh, rush yards. Uh, where's that? I got to find it here. The, is it efficiency? No. What's efficiency? 
It was yards. They, they have these weird abbreviations on the They do, and I'm trying to find the exact. It. Oh, there it is. Okay, so rush yards over expected. Yeah. I never cite that one, but it's becoming more and more popular in terms of it's a little subjective. Somebody's like, what know, are you creating? That's, that's what it's designed to do yeah. is what do you get on your own? You know, like it's almost like what the average back gets for you got six. So you're plus two, you right. know, and that's why I have a little bit of a problem with it. But it is it's not going to be flattering. I can tell you that. it's not flattering to Najee Harris. He is dead last in the league really? at minus 72 yards. Now, that's rush yard uh, over expected per attempt. It's. You know, it's it's not quite as bad. It's minus one point oh six. So mm-hmm. there's what they're saying is he's averaging three point two yards a carry right now. He should be averaging four point two. Uh, yeah. If he were, things wouldn't look quite so bad. <laughs> no. The one guy who's worse than him in average on for per average, he doesn't have as many carries as Chase Edmonds. Is, oh, he's horrible. Is minus two point oh eight. Yeah. He's really had a horrible year and he's dropping passes left and right yeah. too. And he's been a, a he got kind of got benched for Gaskin. But it, yeah, one. but it's it's Harris, uh or it, Edmonds is worst per attempt, mm-hmm. then Harris, then Cam Akers, then Michael Carter. I'm surprised Carter's on the list, but Akers has been horrific. Too. Yeah. I mean they, they those guys aren't getting much on their own. I I wrote an article last night. It's up on DK Pittsburgh Sports right now about the the, the Steelers running game. And I really don't have a strong stance on it anyway. I just kind of was just laying out where they're at. And a lot of people misinterpreted it saying, you're, you're, cl- you're saying give Harris the ball more. He's a workhorse. Wait, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's how he's designed right. is to be a high-volume guy. And he's designed to be a high-volume and diverse receiver. Where I had a stance was they're not using him the way I would as a receiver. But the way he's playing, I don't think you can make him a workhorse ball carrier. And I'm not saying bench him for Warren or, you know, it's yeah. harder to be Batman. He's playing than closer to Benny Snell than he is. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, basically what I the, the crux of my article was it's a real conundrum. I mean, they knew who this guy is when they drafted him. He's never going to be the one that breaks 70 yarders, even on his best day. But... Does he deserve the volume right now? And I think the answer is no, but he'd be better if you gave him the volume. You know what I right, mean? Right. Yeah, I'm not explaining that particularly well. Go look for the article. You know, Mike Tomlin was asked about that and asked specifically about Jalen Warren. He says, look, we've been giving him more playing time, and, yeah. and that's not going to change. Yeah, good. You know, so he did, I mean, he's deserving of, he mm-hmm. said he's been varsity with, with the snaps that he's gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's um, 100% true. Yeah, so, you know, could this become a two-headed Backfield, I wouldn't kind mind of leaning trending that way. that way. Yeah, it was almost a fifty-fifty split last week in terms of carries because mm-hmm. Warren has become the third down guy. He's a killer in protection. Yeah, and he's a good receiver. Surprisingly, Najee, by the way, in I, terms I, of yeah receptions. But I I looked at the uh, Pro Football Focus's stats on Monday. Is it pass protection stuff? Pass protection stuff. They give Warren a really bad grade in pass protection. I don't – what are you looking at? I don't know about that either. So uh, here's one thing I just wanted to pull up. that, And I'm not saying this is going to save the day for the Steelers, but I looked at the top five teams in terms of rushing yards per game. And the top ones are the Browns, no surprise, yeah. the Giants, the Falcons, the Eagles, who are undefeated, and the Bears. And where I was going with that is the, the the sentence I wrote here, the Giants, Falcons, and Bears 
are all in contention for the least talented teams in the whole league. But between the three of them, they've won eight games. Yeah. And the Browns are staying their head above water without their quarterback. So and the Russia other team has is a little below water right now. Because. Yeah, but <laughs> it's been better. Their offense hasn't been the problem. No. is what I said in here. And then the Eagles are the best team in the league or in the NFC or whatever. So now I'm not saying the Steelers can get to being one of the highest rushing yards per game type of team. They have a long way to go. But these guys have found a formula to alleviate some concerns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's it, a the lot of offensive line is and, not playing badly. No, it's not. The people who keep saying that, I, I keep wondering, what are you line. watching? Right. I, I hear that all the time. But, but you can't do that with this line. But you can't do that with this line. Watch the games. Yeah. Um, the line's fine. I mean, the and, line's and, better and than you, Atlanta's. Don't just, yeah, Chicago's. don't just watch the Steeler game. Look at some other games. Right, right, right. You'll see some bad offensive line play out there. I mean, those five teams I cited, the, the Browns and Eagles have great lines, especially the Eagles. The Bears is horrendous. <laughs> Might be the worst in the league. <laughs> right. And the rushing yardage per game is like the only thing they can hang their hat on, and it keeps them hanging around, you know? Yeah. I mean, that takes the ball out of Deontay and Pickens and Friar Moose hands a little bit more. But you have two... I don't know if I'm saying good backs, but you have two backs that are better than Betty Snell types, and uh, something's got to be. I don't know what other approaches to take. I mean, but maybe more volume rushing the football would make some sense. I wouldn't even, you know, like this last game, there were no end arounds or anything, jet sweeps right, or anything right, right, like right. that. Again, if you get 20 yards on a jet sweep, that's fine. I actually you know? wrote that exact sentence because I started, you know, Looking here, am I? I started talking about this long the ball carriers because I wanted to end with Najee. And I said, Well, they get about 15 yards per game from the wide receiver position, right? And Pickett is quickly gaining on Claypool as uh, the next rusher in line, as the fourth, three, third leading rusher on the team. Claypool's currently third. And what I said is, if you can get 20 to 25 a game from non running backs, right. That's it a all heck counts. Of a start. It's a it heck of a counts. start, right? Yeah. And no doubt about it. And they and that's already kind of been there, you know. And I think it'll get better because I didn't think Trubisky ran enough. Yeah, Matt, did you know you can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker? Just say Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. How about that? <laughs> that's great. Can you rename your Alexa? Can you get her to the like, call her Sally or Becky Fred or whatever? whatever? Yeah, sure. Can you do that? I don't know. There's you one should each, be able to. I mean, there's one in each of our kids' rooms. I never try to go what in if there. Your, what if your kid's name's Alexa? Yeah, that would get confusing. Your dog. Alexa's going to be doing a lot of stuff. Like, Alexa, go, go take a shower. <laughs> I, I don't know how to would do that. You brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take the garbage out, would you? <laughs> yeah, that would get that like a little confusing. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt. <laughs> or Williamson. even Alex. I mean, a lot of kids today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or Alicia. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more <laughs> right after this. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility. 